they're like, hey, stop giving. Think about business. Think about this. Think about that. Ba 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 ba. But um, they try to bury, like they try to like stop it. Um, but in the end, they don't. They don't. They don't really know what's coming out of it. And there is a few things or examples that I have in 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 the business that I I see that the seeds are growing. And actually, I want to I want to take this example, uh, the coworking space. Uh, I've been giving a lot, cheap prices, um, good service, as in very warm and heartly. This is for me. This is not a this is not a business project. This is not a um, a profit project. This is purely for getting the right people together. Mm-hmm. And people, and actually now I do feel it during this quarantine. People are, ta- are asking me like, hey, Peter, I really miss coming to the co-working space. Can I please come and work here? I really like it so much. I re- and it's not that, you know, it's, it, it feels good. Good evening, Peter. How are you? Hi. Hi, Peter. Very good. Thanks. You? I'm doing fine. I'm very grateful having you as a guest. Now, these are Thank very special... Thank you for special... inviting me. Thanks a lot. The... Now, these are special times, Peter. I mean, okay. we're in full Corona time. We're the 13th of April. I mean, you have a company. Um, you create videos for companies, for marketing divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, what is actually the impact for you of Corona? Um, it's a bloodbath. <laughs> okay. Um, well, it's, it's, it's of course, um, you know, I have two companies. Um, it's first of all, it's the, the video business and then the co-working space slash event space. Uh, for both of them, uh, business at the moment is uh, at, at zero, uh, literally no income, like no revenue, nothing. Um, and it's quite scary. Um, the, the, the only lucky part that I have with uh, the video business is that I'm not in the event sector, um, okay. which means I, I do not make videos on big events and yeah. big gatherings because that's, you know, that's over anyways. Um, so I focus on the corporate part, which is uh, interviews, podcasts, explainer videos, and so on. And they, they actually could start again as soon as the news yeah, 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 is ready. Yeah. They, can, they can just start again. Uh, of course, with respect to the corona measurements of like the, the the distance rules and so on but basically at this point the the impact is a disaster um for the cash flow but also um yeah i mean i'm i'm not creating videos for four or five weeks now so you know you get you, you lose the the creativity the sense of creativity at a, in a certain way so it's you know it's it's not good but I think we've been talking about this before. There's also a very positive part about this, uh, having time on my hands. Yeah. (laughs) Finally. Yes. Um, Certainly. I mean, um, I remember the the moment that they said there would be like a lockdown. Um, The first client called me to to cancel the shoot for, I don't know, like two or three days after that moment. The second client, the third client, the fourth client, mails started coming in like, you're like, oh shit! Well, it's 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 re- this is real. I mean, you don't you don't realize it at the first moment, and then you 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 immediately start thinking like, okay, what am I going to do to solve this? What am I? What is my plan? What is, okay? 
emergency plan, critical thinking, what am I going to do? Bam, 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 bam. And I started immediately thinking um, about what I should be doing. Although actually, as you know, there, there wasn't a lot of time needed to think about what I should do. Um, I, um, I have this studio. I'm in the old studio right now. Mm-hmm. And I was planning to move into the new film studio, uh, yeah. but it had to be renovated or prepared. So for me, actually, the, the, the first thing I did was like, okay, good. I now have time to start renovating the new film studio, okay. something I would not have um, you know, in a regular time because, you know, I, I usually only renovate during the weekend. You know, it's, it's, it's impossible to do that during the week because of, you know, uh, work. And that was actually like, of course, you, you, you still have this in the back of your head, like, well, fuck, this is not good. But in the meantime, I started working. I started working, 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 working so much and so hard that I just forgot about everything. And even until at this until this point, like we're four or five weeks after the the, the, the first or like the strict measurements, um, I'm still not thinking about the whole crisis. Of course, I do try to read the news a little bit and and try to keep informed. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. I like to read um, op- opinions from P- uh, Peter de Kaiser, uh, yes. for example, or Heer Nuls, like these kind of people. I, I really like mm-hmm. to follow on uh i like i like their opinion about this uh, this whole thing so these kind of people i still follow um and the, the main headlines but besides that i just i i have all the other negative energy yeah. out so, so you I can focus you, yeah so you focus and you don't want to see you don't want to lower your baseline in your head into negativity no, or in fear you know the fear is there I mean, when I have a moment to think, for example, I'm now renovating the studio and there is a moment that I start scrolling on Instagram, whatever. And like I have five minutes of, of headspace or I go down and sit in the sun, for example. Of course, I start thinking like, okay, casual wise. But, 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 but okay, I understand. But maybe uh, that's the problem. It's the thinking. Yeah, of course. The thinking is a problem. Overthinking. You're over, I'm overthinking at that point. And you cannot... I can't control it in a way uh, because I can push it away by thinking about something positive, like, oh, the studio, oh, nice. Yeah. You still have this thing in your head, like like basic financials, like this is the monthly yeah. cash flow, like this is the, yeah, zero. <laughs> uh, this is the, the leftovers. This is the cash flow that I generated the first three months. And this is the monthly cost. Like you just start ca- calculating. And, um, you know, it's, of course, there's a little bit of fear left. Um, but I just try to think positive whatever um and actually the very first thing i think i did was i'm a very visual person Mm -hmm. and uh, i found this image on the internet and i don't exactly remember the the, the text but it says um whenever you're surrounded by darkness um look again because you might you can be the light yeah and for me, I, I immediately, I have this A3 printer. I printed it on a big A3 p- paper and I just put it next to my desk. Um, simply because, yes, there's a lot of negativity and for sure in the media and for sure from other, from other people. But I saw the opportunity in, I, I, it's, it's not really an opportunity. I, I just felt this need of, you know, I'm, I'm a very positive person. And I, I'm yeah. very energetic. You might yeah. notice this now. Um, and I want to radiate. I want to give yeah. other people that same mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. And that's why, um, you know, that's why I start sharing again, like a lot of things on my yeah. social media, like 
I started renovating it. A friend of mine even asked, hey, can you just live stream this, this renovation? Yeah. And I did that for the first, I don't know, first week. I tried some live streams just to have people look at me, just to share the positivity and like, no, I'm not letting my head down, even and, though this is a very hard period. And did it give you energy, positive energy? Yes. Yes, of course. And that's why I have this, you know, by pushing away, I mean... Um, I rather have a look at this negative thing. For example, let's just cash flow. I just mm -hmm. look at the cash flow. I'm like, okay, how can we solve this? There's this fear, but still, I'm I'm looking at it with a positive mind. Like, yeah. Okay, this is a this is a big problem, mm -hmm. but that problem is not for now because you know, I, how should I say? Um, there's no cash flow, so we cannot solve it. Done. What else can we do? And that's just how I tried to think and we'll see after, you know, when, when this quarantine is over, we'll see what happens. I don't know. We don't know. And that's, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, um, yeah, like, um, I'm not gonna stress about something I don't know yet. Which um, is in the future. Yeah, exactly. I, we, no, no one knows, not even like politicians or whatever. But so is, is, is that the thing about Corona? I mean, we think, we used to think that we know what the future is going to look like and that gave us ourselves a very false feeling of security. But now we don't know. We don't know when it's going to be over. We don't know what is going to change. We don't know what the impact is. The only thing that we can control is the way we react to the situation or the events. Yes, absolutely. There's another, um, but I don't remember, but it's indeed how you react to a certain situation that is, you know, is more important than what's actually what is actually happening um i, I i'm a strong believer in that as well yeah um it's the same like what you said before i have a very um powerful thing to control my mind is when something negative happens i can quite easily put in you know turn it into something positive like even like long story short like someone passed away my family and instead of like yes I, of course i cried I, i left some tears but i immediately switched that to um hey i'm gonna make that person proud by yeah. doing what i do yeah. right um and that's it's it's quite easy uh to do so even with a crisis even with coworking space bad luck in business like just switch it like a client that i lost last year big client um, no, turn it into something positive. Okay, I'm going to yeah. have better clients instead of that. Yeah. Or the lesson, or um, the lesson. And the lesson, of course. What, of, absolutely. What did I learn from this? I'm, people know me because we don't know each other that long, um, but people know me uh, as a feedback-hungry person. I'm open for feedback, and everyone can give me feedback, even criticism, although, you know, yeah. what, what, what for other people's criticism, I just try to, you know, I, I, I love getting feedback. Um, I remember that you know, for a long time when I worked with clients, I might not have done it with, 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 uh, with you guys, but um, after the project, I immediately just called them like, okay, can you give me some feedback, please? I want to learn. Um, and I like that. I want to learn. I want to grow. And yeah, I think it's the same for me. Now we're going to jump to another level. Otherwise we're going to talk the, the yes, whole hour about Corona <laughs> and I want the, the episode that it stands the test of time, at least with who you are. Okay. Yes. Now, um, video 
yeah, you're very, very passionate about it. You're even drinking, uh, I don't know, coffee or tea from a YouTube uh, cup. So I, <laughs> that's uh, on purpose. It's I mean, tea, yes. you, you are what, 28? Young? I'm 28, 28, yeah. 28 years old. I mean, first yeah. of all, having that kind of mindset, because you're, it sounds that you're very conscious about your mindset. I mean, when I was 28, I wasn't like that. I mean, I tried to change the outer roles and everybody had to change and then it would make me happy. But you're already more mature than I am. Now, I mean, YouTube is like, I don't know, how young were you when YouTube started? Uh, 2000, um, I don't know. I think 2006 is when it started. So, um, you were... well, that was the transition between Google Video and then YouTube. I think I was uh, 14. 14, okay. Yep. And well, so YouTube came and it was then, uh, YouTube came and then you immediately started. This is my passion. I want no. to post cat no. videos or uh, things like that. Or, or no, no, what, what did you do as a, as a kid? Is there some link between your roots and video or? Not at all. Um, n not really, because um, when I give workshops uh, about video production, I also talk about how to present in front of the camera. And uh, the way I, I know this is um, until I was 22, 23 years old, there was nothing you could find about me, of me, in photo albums, private photo albums, like from family. Okay. I was a super introvert. And um, like, long story short, I was in IT, um, hardware. I was working with, uh, like, not working. As, I, mean, as, I was stealing my dad's old computer as a teenager, 17, as, 18 okay. years old. Yeah. Yes, I was stealing computer from my dad from the attic. I would disassemble it, uh, assemble it again, install, install it. Like, I was playing with hardware. And I remembered that um, at the age of, I don't know, 17, 18, I was... Uh, allowed to buy my first laptop instead of just enjoying it I would just unscrew it I would disassemble it I would learn from it and um, I learned by making mistakes literally I broke things I you know I broke so many pieces of technology <laughs> okay. just by you know disassembling them but that's the way I learned and at one point I um, I think I was I don't know tw 19 years old it was I think and I started buying and selling uh, on secondhand websites. Uh, I was buying old hardware, assembling okay. it to a new computer, installing it, and selling it for a little profit. And I started doing, doing that more and more. I was studying industrial engineering and ICT as well okay. at that time. Okay. Um, unfortunately, I stopped. Um, I quit because it was too hard. Um, I come from a uh, human sciences background. So for okay. me, the, the IT, the hardware was nice, but the, the, the you know, software skills were not good. Yeah. And uh, around that time, I discovered this guy. I think I was 19. I said that was um, 2010. Mm -hmm. I discovered this guy on YouTube, Linus Tech Tips, Linus Sebastian. And he's the biggest nerd on YouTube, literally. White socks, sandals, uh, tank top, like little earring. It's a big nerd. And I start following him on YouTube, start watching his videos about how he talks about computers, like the hardware, and, software, and those. And yeah. what, 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 what triggered you about that guy? What did you, did you like so much about him? Well, he was talking about, you know, the hardware. I was a hardware guy. Okay, um, I understand. He was, it was also the way he presented it, I assume. Was not really, because if you look at the videos when he, from 2010, it was very... 
it was amateuristic, but it was yeah. nice. He was talking about gaming gear and, you know, as a nerd, I liked that. So I just watched the way he was talking about computers. And uh, basically, I, I liked it so much that I think after a year or two, I, uh, um, I uploaded my first video on how to repair a laptop screen. But, but uh, a friend of mine... Okay, but how yeah. did that how did that go that process? I mean, was that you said you were an introvert, and and then yes. you watched this this nerd? How was it? And then you said after one year I want to do this too, because this yes. took me two yes. years to start. Eh? I mean, in my head I keep procrastinating. I, what was the trigger? I, did you say I, tomorrow, next week? Well, I'm, I remember very clearly. I switched from um, industrial engineering ICT to applied informatics and i i switched from that course to another course cross media management or digital marketing and i remember i was in i think one of the first classes of that cross media management course and a good friend of mine i told him like this guy linus tech tips i want to do this and i showed him my plan i should actually look for the, the notebook because i was writing down the topics i would talk about mm -hmm. disassembling computers how to assemble how to repair like all those mm -hmm. kind of things i was showing it but i've been talking to this friend for for months about this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this but i never did because you know an introvert i didn't want to share anything like it was a big step but then i said at, at one point I had this friend of mine asking, hey, Peter, I have a, def uh, a defective laptop and I want you to repair my screen. And there was a website, uh, laptopscreen.com, and they gave me $20 discount, which meant $20 extra profit, if I would make a video on how to repair it. And I was like, this is the opportunity to start ah. to, to, to upload a video. That was the very first thing I ever put on YouTube. I had the opportunity to earn $20 if you go watch it it's still on my youtube channel I, i i was still trying to have this british english accent because you know at school <laughs> it's horrible to to listen but it's it's fun to watch um and that was the first thing and i i remember i was scared i was literally scared of putting myself uh in a video online i was scared of what people would think my accent the way i looked um like anything you would just mm. start you would just think But in the end, people liked it. Um, people were surprised about my accent. They were surprised about the, the knowledge, the things that I could do. And there was so many positive energy fired at me. That was like, oh, well, nice. I need to do this again. Yes. Um, in between that video and the, the, the second video, there was, a, you know, there was a small time between that because that's the time when I met Casey Neistat, at least on YouTube. Uh, he's the biggest vlogger on uh, on YouTube, or was. Um, and I started a vlog, I think a year after, or half a year after. I just, out of nothing, I started a vlog, and I, I, I remember inspired, I, I, I named it. By, inspired by Casey. You want to uh, literally a, do a, a similar thing like him. Similar, yes. I wanted to vlog, and I wanted to, the, the title of the vlog was My Road to Entrepreneurship, yeah, okay. including the hustle, the struggle, and the fun moments. Okay. And I wanted to show people my road to entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah, and it was indeed, if you watch the vlogs, it is, of course, like copying Casey Neistat, yeah, like everyone does. Inspiring the film style. The, yeah. Yes, it's, it was inspiration, but for most, and I made a lot of mistakes making those videos uh, about sharing th stuff that I shouldn't have shared or copying literally copying but, but what, what are but what in are, the end what, i what learned are, from that what are what are the three tips what are the three biggest lessons that you learned there that you if you would meet yourself then 
talking about that, what would you say? Don't do that ever again. Don't listen to what people say. It's a cliche, but I, I remember I had so many, like so many, I had so, I had many people telling me like, what the f are you doing? Like, okay. why English? Like, dude, <laughs> you're in, you're living in Belgium. Um, okay, I remember that, but I'm happy that I pushed through okay. um, because that's how my English uh, improved. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, uh, don't buy, don't buy so much uh, gear. crappy quality gear. <laughs> okay. As in, as in, no, sorry, it's it's not completely right. Do buy crappy gear, but not too much, um, because I've of course I've lost money on buying stuff that was you know that broke a week after. But I also learned from that. And that's something I take with me to my workshops now is, okay, if you want to buy something cheap, where should you buy it? And what should you look at? Like what is cheap? Okay. What is crap? Yeah. I now know the difference. The other thing is, um, what is, I'm happy that I did it because I remember so well that I was doubting so much about actually doing this, being afraid for the criticism. Um, as said, I was an introvert. I've always been a soot uh, or a nerd ever, yeah, like yeah. forever. And of course, like I've been raised quite strictly by my parents. I was afraid of their reaction. Like what would they think about me putting myself on the yeah. internet, worldwide web, talking about whatever. Um, and, you know, that's, it's, it's a cliche, but just don't, don't listen to what other people are, are saying, even not your family. Um, and I've been waiting way too long to actually upload that first video. Um, the first video initially I wanted to upload when I was 19 or 20 years old, but I did it only at 22 or three, I think. So it's way too late. I could have, I could have enjoyed it more and longer if I would have started earlier, but I was held back, sorry, by my parents. My parents didn't want me to do all these kind of things, but now, I could have started earlier. And now, that was, I, yeah. The, if I hear you talking about creating videos and, and, and uploading them, I mean, there's a very, you have lots of passion about that. When are you going to create new videos? I mean, real videos, and not real videos, but the, and starting creating videos again, not about the, the things you were doing for the new studio, but real content about you, your journey, or, or, or is it still well, the plan? Very, yes, yes, absolutely. And it wasn't, it wasn't the plan, um, but, I started my business uh, almost two years ago. Um, and of course there wasn't, that's the reason I quit. If you look at the vlogs, I quit at the moment I became full-time self-employed because there was just no time for creating videos. But, but um, why, 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 did you, why did you start your own company? Because you said you were vlogging and then you said, I'm going to do this for a business. I'm going to teach other people how to create well, videos. Well, the reason I started a business is because, because of, actually creating the videos and I was studying digital marketing because of creating those vlogs, uh, people started to ask like, Hey, like you create videos, you can do it. Well, um, can you do this for me? Like mm -hmm. some companies, not, not a lot. Um, and I started creating videos for those companies, like basic, like super basic. I didn't even get paid for them uh, or I got paid. Uh, you can bleep this out, but I got paid in, in, uh, gift cards, for example, uh, just a few gift cards for a video. Why not? I mean, I can buy something from, from the tech store and I get a, uh, I, I make a video in, 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 in place. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's how it starts. Was that, was, was that your dream to become an entrepreneur, to having your own business? I mean, you could do this also for working for another video company. Eh? 
Well, I, I wasn't, I wasn't working with video like I did when I started my, vid, uh, like as, when I started my business. I mean, I was, um, I remember when I was studying IT until, I don't know, uh, until I was 21, 22, I was not thinking about becoming an entrepreneur at all. Like okay. business was not in my head. The reason I started a business uh, is because I saw there was a lot of questions coming about this, this thing, like, can you, can you make a video for me? And I started a part-time self-employed. Uh, in the meantime, I started working for uh, who became the guy that became one of my best friends. Now um, I started working part-time for his company, uh, mm-hmm. an IT company. And during that time I was doing the market, I was the marketing manager mm-hmm. and I, I just, I think actually that's the thing. I think there, that period that was only eight months, I discovered that I wanted to do more uh, with video because I created videos for his IT company explaining what malware is, what a good antivirus is, what is a good Mm. computer, blah, blah, blah. That was the, that was the moment actually I realized like, Hey, I can do something with this. Okay. And um, after those eight months, I was hired by Michael Humblet, the the sales guy. And, um, I remember that, you know, while I was doing this part-time for him, um, creating his uh, sales show and so on, I started noticing like more and more people coming towards me with questions about video and like, actually there is an opportunity here, but I wasn't, I was an IT guy. I was not a creative guy. I was not a film guy, uh, but I turned into that. Um, mm. It was gradually, it was naturally, it was very organic. Uh, I was not planning to become a videographer at all. Um, it just you know, it just got into me. It instilled in me by, of course, from the age of 19 till now, I don't know how many hours of YouTube I've watched, but if you watch these creators create videos going from tech to vlogging to, um, to podcasts and interviews, because actually that's my main interest now is, is these educational videos. Um, you know, you learn so much by just looking and that's also something, um, you know, we can talk about that later, but like in general education, um, I've learned everything I know um, from YouTube, everything I know from installing backdrops, which colors, lighting, of course, it's like everything, this microphone, I've learned it, everything I've learned from YouTube. But the same Um, for me. Now, you made a fantastic bridge for me. You're talking about uh, Michael Humblet, you're talking about sales. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're an entrepreneur and the oxygen for a company is called customers and revenue. I mean, and in order to get and attract new customers, you have to sell. What is the yes. first thing or what is your definition of selling? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to give you a definition. Um, mm-hmm. But how I see or I, how I look at selling is I sell, and I don't want to steal your words, but I sell... Um, my, I, no, I, I sell my passion and it's easy to sell your passion if you know what you're talking about and if you can be energetic. So basically the only thing I do to sell or that's the only thing I've, I've done in the past two years is talked about, I talked a lot about what I love to do. That's literally the only thing I've been doing. Okay. I've been talking to like one person, one person hears the enthusiasm, one person, that person hears the like there's passion, there is well, there's some knowledge there. You know, he shares it to another person. Hey, you should talk to that person. Mm-hmm. And actually, it all started with um, I've worked for a startup, uh, Chestnut, uh, from Peter Wellens. Great guy. Should be you should interview him as well. Thanks. Um, I've got in, I was introduced to Peter. Um, you know, 
um, I, I just worked there as a student for Chestnote. I was doing marketing as a student and started at KBC. That's what I wanted to say. It's a huge network. And because of that network, I was, you know, I was, that, the network spread super fast. Yeah. I went from started at KBC to network on the name to the other. Like I, I know quite a bit of those networks. Um, if you get introduced there, oh, I think the, the studio is gone. Away. Um, well, it's that's okay, weird. It's, okay. it's, it's okay, okay now. <laughs> so you're talking um, about the you're talking about the vid, uh, the networks of KBC. That yeah. So actually, yeah. so it's talking about your passion, and it's a network. And as long as you have those, and you build up that network by going to network events to just talk to people, um, people that are passionate. That's for me. That's 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 my selling technique. It's just to talk about the passion and and yeah, which is fantastic. But also, I mean, you can inspire a lot of people with your passion. But at a certain point of time they need to have a project and then you have to make a proposal and then maybe you have to ask also for a contract. I mean, is that something that you feel that you, okay, that's okay because this is part of selling or do you see that as a rather negative because most people associate selling with something negative? I don't see that part as negative, but I can tell you that I'm not good at it. Um, I'm not the best person when it comes to you know, providing a nice proposal with all the whistles and bells and, and so on and following up and this and that. Um, I'm not good at it as in you can compare yet, it to this yet, the saying. Yet, yet. Yet. Thank you. Thank you. You have a manager or, no, sorry, you have someone who runs a business and you have someone who creates businesses. I'm more the person that creates businesses or create things. And I don't, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm like a squirrel, like squirrel, like I'm very distracted. And that's also why it doesn't really work that well for me, these processes of you know, creating a proposal, following up, calling the client, even with invoices. Now I, I just forget about them, even though they don't pay, I should be going behind their asses and like, Hey, you should pay me. Hey, like this, 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 but that's just, it's not in me, although I would want to learn it, but that's the negative part of, you know, I've never worked for a real boss or like a real company. So I don't know these processes. Do I want to learn about them? Yes, of course. Well, I, when should I do that? Yeah, but I don't know if it's necessary. I mean, you're not, um, I would say, I mean, uh, you, you're still pure. Let me say, because there is no real, this is the way you should do it. I mean, you should really follow your gut. Like you say, is indeed maintain that connection. And then I think that's one of the, you know, that's, that's as said, that's how I sell. That's how I do business is to none of my clients. I think I believe is, is a client. All of them are partners. Um, I think I can call almost all of my clients just like this and have a talk with them, have yeah. a chat with them basically. And it's, that's about, you know, keeping that network warm. And, and of course, as said now, for example, I, um, since the coronavirus, four or five weeks, full focus on this video, uh, video this, the film studio, and I felt bad because I haven't, I haven't catched up with any of my clients so far. And it feels bad because I've, I feel the need not to per se maintain that, per, maintain that relationship to get business from them, mm -hmm. but more like I have to talk to them. Can I, can I help you? Like, no. generally, can I no. help you? Is there something I can do for you? I mean... Mm -hmm. There was a small, short example. 
there was a person that I were like quite a big business here, like an event business in Antwerp that I would start working with together with for the event space. Because of the coronavirus, everything shut down. Of course, they had to cancel on all their events at MySpace as well. The first thing I said is, hey, can I make a video for you um, for an announcement? Anything that you want to tell your people with a video, no, no cost. No. We're living it like I'm here, you're across the street. I can just come with my camera. I can help you. Mm-hmm. That's, it's not about, you know, I want to get business from you. It's more like, hey, can I, can I help? I, I have no work anyway. So what would, what would change? I can help you perhaps. And that's the only thing that, that matters at that point. Um, you're serving. Yes. I do know that um, I'm a helper. Like my personality is, is a I'm a helper, helping a pleaser. I'm a people pleaser, but I do it with a good heart. I mean, for me, mm. it feels good to, to help yeah. people. Yeah. Whatever people tell me, I've, I've, I've people here uh, helping me chasing my, my, my ass. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Stop doing that because you know, it's business, but still I do it. And it feels good. Um, and it feels, um, you know, that's just the way it, it, it works for me. That's what I learned in the past two years of doing business is, is indeed you have to give. I will always give. But I've learned um, a lot about, you know, who to give not to or how to at least, um, you know, hold, hold myself back and like think before I give. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you look to that interview with Mahali Dreu and uh, Seth Godin, um, what what is his last name? Seth Godin. Yeah. Yeah, Godin. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, he talks about now. Now, in these times, it's about serving and it's about giving. I mean, afterwards, yeah. afterwards, people will forget what you have done or what ha- what you have said. Yes but they will never forget how you made them feel. And especially yes. with that serving, if people are in trouble, whatever kind of trouble, and you can help them, I really do think you should uh, help them. Same with selling. Now is that you, you're talking about, yeah, I have to yeah, uh, talk with these people indeed and ask, uh, and ask them if you can help them. But I would not rudely um, yeah, sell them something yeah, just to sell. I mean, it's, and this will, I am so convinced that afterwards, these seeds that you have planted will return to you yeah, in an exponential way. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I yeah, I've been planting seeds for, for years now. Um, and, and yes, I do believe in, you know, I'm, I'm, I believe in good karma and I do believe in, in, in that you know, there is, oh, what is this saying? Um, there's a saying by, by Robin Sharma, um, but I don't, I don't know it by heart. It is indeed about the, the planting seeds, but I forgot uh, what it was. It was a Mexican proverb. Um, yes. And he's talking about this, um, about this quote um, in, in like, it's in, of course it's in a context, but um, people that, see you giving um they're like hey stop giving think about business think about this think about that blah 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 blah. but um they try to bury like they try to like stop it um but in the end they don't they don't they don't really know what's coming out of it and there is a few things or examples that i have in 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 the business that I, I see that the seeds are growing. And actually, I want to I take this example, uh, the co-working space. Uh, I've been giving a lot. 
cheap prices, um, good service, as in very warm and heartly. This is for me. This is not a. This is not a business project. This is not a, um, a profit project. This is purely for getting the right people together, mm-hmm. and people. And actually, now I do feel it during this quarantine. People are ta- are asking me like, "Hey, Peter, I really miss coming to the co-working space. Can I please come and work here? I really like it so much. I re." And it's not that, you know, it's, it, it feels good. Even though I'm still giving, as in, um, you know. It's not profitable. It's, it's not profitable. And, and I've always, and it's, it's the honest Peter, and I sometimes shouldn't be this honest, but I, I even tell people coming in, the first thing I say, so this is the co-working space, blah, blah, blah. This is a little tour. But this is not a um, profit project. This is literally a passion pro- uh, project. And I, I tell everyone sitting here that this, is, this will not get, get me any profit. This is not the goal of this thing. This, this, this co-working space is a community. And I want to bring together people with a certain passion and certain energy, certain vibe, certain, of course, and expertise, because, you know, you have to work together. At least that's my, my vision. That's what I want to do here. And um, apparently, and it's, it's, it's really touching, people feel the same um, after sitting here for two, three, four weeks. I've had people um, sitting here for a week and they instantly felt the vibe and were like, wow, this is really what I was looking for. And that is because I've been planting these seeds, because I've been giving other people, people that, been, people that come over here. Yeah. I, I, there's so many people coming here. Hey, Peter, I have a friend of mine. He is here in Antwerp for just a day. Is it possible? That he were, oh, Of course. Yeah, sure. That's a coffee machine. There's a water. Just that's a toilet. Go ahead. I, if I would can go back to myself and being 22, I would choose the journey, the route of, choose really the thing which gives you that, 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 that positive feeling, that gut feeling, that intuition that yes. you say, that's, that's the thing. Um, yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if I, if I look at what I'm doing at this point, I mean, and this is also very transparent. Um, for the past two years, um, my, my net income is the lowest you can you can you know you can pay yourself i think it's like a thousand euros net i'm 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 off, like you know a lot of people are doing having the same income like that's the lowest income you can have pay yourself out of the bvba you know the no bv the the what is Company. the legal structure no. yes um and why i do that is is simply because um you know i care more about how i can invest in this thing how i can grow myself as a business owner has, as mm. you know, someone who shares this space and so on, I care way more about that than having a bigger net income and saving up for buying a house or I don't know, like, I don't, of course it's, it's, it's choice. I made a choice a couple of years ago and my choice is to go for business, but as in, you know, um, growing things, yeah. not as in business owner and, and, you know, collecting, collecting things of course i do have a lot of physical things yeah, 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 unfortunately yeah, 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 yeah. but it's more like it's to create other things yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i care way more about that for example now the studio that i'm making i'm building a new film studio i'm renovating it a hundred percent myself the process 
to building that is and i'm energy. sharing everything on instagram yeah. stories like you can you can watch the, the progress yeah. you can see the energy going up yeah, like yeah. at the at the start uh, four four five weeks ago it was disgusting not disgusting it was a mess it was this it was that you can still you can also see the energy there but when you go further you see the progress and it feels so good to look at like what i have come from from that space and i so I have that with the co-working space, the event space, with the videos. If I look at the videos that I created years ago, I was like, oh my goodness. Um, my accent, like English, like yeah. everything is improving and it's the process of, of that improvement. But, but, but it's the process. I mean, the joy is in the process. Yes. And, and you know, it's a cliche, you know, but it is, it is true. Are you a reader or an audiobook listener? Um, I'm a very visual person. Yes. Um, if I have the opportunity, if it is possible to watch a okay. podcast, I okay. do watch it. I mean, I watch, I like to watch people's reactions, mimics and, and so on. Okay. Okay. Um, it, it actually depends. I was a reader until two years ago. Um, I read um, quite some books, like the typical business books, like zero to one, like uh, even the, the classical um, personal development books, like how to influence influence people, think and grow rich, like these kind of things. Um, but I didn't. I did. I I haven't read a physical book at least completely for over two years, okay, okay. and I'm not proud of saying that because it's, um, you know, there's wisdom and power in that in that physical book. But of course, while I'm in the car, while I'm going to the gym, I try to always listen to something that is um, educational. What, what is that? Um, what, is that your num- what is that your number one podcast that you're listening to? recently that you said um, this is now something very interesting blowing my mind changing my mind i've been listening to entree leadership by uh, dave ramsey um okay. i do only listen almost only listen to english speaking or american podcasts it's because you know language is is more whatever um so yeah i think entree leadership by dave ramsey is it's about leadership, of course. Um, it's it's mind blowing. Um, I do love why, why, um, why, why, why is it so special? Because it's specifically about leadership, uh, and they talk about you know uh, cultural things. They talk about HR. They talk they talk about yeah leadership in general. Like it's okay. it's it's only at episode ninety of I think they're now at four hundred five hundred. Um, it's you know I'm I'm, in, I'm still in two thousand seventeen <laughs> when it comes to the podcast, so I've still a lot to lot to catch up. Um, but I really liked that podcast. There were some specific episodes. I, I think I wrote them down, which were really good. Um, they have guests like Simon Sinek and so on. So they have big, big names. Mm. Uh, but it's, it's, and Seth Godin as well. He was on the podcast as well. And it was a brilliant episode. Uh, but I don't, I don't remember that much about it. Um, and uh, if, if you would ask about other podcasts, let me f- feel free to share it. Uh, but I love listening to Joe Rogan. Um, yeah. Like he is, he might be my favorite one because he's so like, like, like I la- late, like a couple of weeks ago when the gym was still open, um, I watched the, the full episode with uh, Edward Snowden. Uh, it was, whew, was super nice. Uh, the one with Elon Musk. I'm a big Elon Musk fan. It was two and a half hours of, wow brain picking <laughs> you know you, you see the energy but i when i see these type of podcasts i just get so energized and, 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 it's, and, I and, is, and is it because he's raw because like it is it what it is it there's nothing smooth nothing edited there's there's nothing like 
it is as it is a conversation just like this one and um of course like you have two of these big names joe rogan elon musk of course you're going to listen even to the the, the stupid parts like you you, you don't yep. cut um but it's it's two and a half hours of indeed raw talk it's it's a real conversation and what i like about that as well is the setting he is in it's very um i i would feel at home there as well and there's another there's another podcast um, tom bilyeu with uh, yeah, yeah. Impact. the impact theory i'm a big fan it's brilliant but it's all that's made up like it's with a teleprompter it's with moving it's with a camera crane it's with five people sitting behind cameras it's like it's all or- orchestrated just yeah. like london real london yeah. real by brian now, Rose. he's, he's, he's very now, orchestrated he's now really in the picture on the real he's <laughs> yes yes and is is doing it is doing it well but it's you know that's for me that's a difference what is tom bilyeu is doing with uh, impact, impact theory, theory and, and london real for me joe rogan is raw same as tim yeah. ferris tim yeah. ferris has some yeah. brilliant conversations um yeah. one that i really like with uh, was with Dr. Gabor Mate yes. uh, about neuro trauma. That's really, really funny that you mention that. I mean, I had Jan Bomre last week, the author of Flaw, yeah. and he's now reading his life work, which is also going to be uh, published in English because he, li- he, li- he lives in the US and he lives next to um, Oprah. Um, and um, his book, this is his masterpiece, as he calls it, his life work, is, is about trauma healing. And I asked him, and I'm going to ask you also a little bit the same question, what are your people that you yeah, look up to? And he said, mm-hmm. Dr. Gabor Mate. I mean, it's unbelievable mm-hmm. who, who that guy is uh, and who, how he yes. talks about yeah, trauma yes. and healing. It's, it's, uh... Did you know also Gabor Mate was actually born in the Second World War? And he, he was a baby of three years old when his mother, um, yeah, yeah, went, went because he's Jewish. Eh? So the, the, the Nazis came he's into from his Hungary. house. Yeah, from Hungary, yeah, something like that. And then the, the, the Nazis came in his house or something, and he was, his mother was really scared. And that's where he got his first uh, trauma. No, I don't, Did you know? I don't know. No, yeah, it's no. unbelievable, that guy. Yeah, so it's, um, it's, it's nice. Now the podcast. Who are at this moment your the people that you look up to, that you admire? Uh, it can be national, it can be international. Um, that you say maybe it's Dr. Gabor Mate, or who, who are the people that inspire you right now? It can be on, um, it can be on marketing, can be on anything. Yeah? yeah, of course. Well, I have uh, next to my desk, which is right there um, on the right. I have um, six photos of people that. I got inspired that I am inspired by. Um, first one is Bill Gates. Um, why he is um, one of he's the richest man in the world, but still he is very down to earth. He's funny. He is a nice pe- person to talk to, um, mm-hmm. which is not super common, let's say, with the super rich whatever. It's just like also I'm a I'm an IT guy. You know, I still use Windows. I'm a very you know big fan of what he's built. Um, so it's it's about for me the Bill Gates is combination of personality with uh, with even though with all the richness that he has, the other person is uh, Casey Neistat. Uh, Casey Neistat for me is creativity and um, daring to do things. Then there is Marcus Brownlee. He is a YouTube creator as well. Um, MKBHD is his YouTube channel. Um, it is about tech videos. He's the biggest tech YouTuber on YouTube. 
a tech video maker on YouTube. He has built an Imperium um, just by, if you look at his first videos 10 years ago, it's webcam quality. It's shit, but it, he grew it to one of the biggest channels on YouTube. And uh, he inspires me a lot with how to create creative lighting, how to create like nice looking videos. Um, and it's also about building up, building something up from, from zero to where he is now. It's a very nice, um, um, like, uh, a projection of how you can go from zero to Rex to riches. Yes. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk is also next to yeah. me on the photo. Um, even though I do know a lot of people are hating on him because of like, I don't know, like there's a lot of reasons to hate him probably, but uh, I like I, this guy. I have to say I've, I have... I've, I've met him in, in, in life, in real life. Um, he was super nice. I've seen him in three days, three times on, on one day. I have in on my vlog. <laughs> it's super nice, uh, super nice guy, and that's also an example of um, like zero to hero for me, uh, but also still being humble and and willing yeah. to help other people um, while being a business owner, um, and also the energy. I'm I'm a bit like some people call me like a little Gary V, like because of the energy. Like I'm very. I might talk too fast sometimes. I've lots of I don't I've never drink drank one coffee in my life and I still have energy to work till two, three AM in the morning. I'm not supporting that, but still I have lots of energy, so that's a good connection there. Um Eminem is on my um on my on my right as well on the photos. I like his music, but also the way he, you know, builds up build up his life even now at this this age. Okay. Um and then one person from the Netherlands uh, that I look up to a lot because of the, the business that he is in is Tony Lorbach. Uh, they have a good podcast as well. Um, he's the founder of Internet Marketing University, emu.nl. Um, and I look up to them a lot um, from a marketing perspective. Um, basically, I'm following their vision for a couple of years now when it comes to, you know, when I advise or, uh, yeah, when I consult my clients. Um, like a, a big part of that is coming from their vision, not just copy pasting, but because what they say is matching up with what I see on uh, American, um, you know, American marketing manager, marketing persons and what I've learned in school. Like it's a, it's a nice mix. And the, the cool thing about this guy, he is, he's an introvert. He's great. They're amazing at marketing, but he is so funny. Like, but he doesn't realize like his humor is super dry. Uh, and I love that. Um, I've seen him a few times live now on an event. You can approach him. He is, you know, he's just a nice, smart guy. And I like uh, what they're doing with uh, their marketing uh, company in the Netherlands. Cool. Uh, I think that's five or six people. I, I lost the count. Just, I think there's one more, but I forgot. Uh, but I think those are the most important people that... Elon Musk, sorry. Uh, of course, Elon, Elon, Elon is for me... Um, everything about daring to think and daring okay. to do things. Okay. Um, I love the way he's thinking about going to Mars. Um, I, he's probably one of my biggest idols just because of the daring to think different is, is the, the catchphrase or the line for me. Uh, and, uh, he's daring and to think bold and, and, and different than others. Now, Peter, um, you're 28. Yes. Within 10 years, who is Peter van Keer? Um, who, who am I or what am I doing? Who is Peter van Keer within two year, 10 years? Um, I'm still doing what I love. 
um, whatever that is, it might not be video. Um, it's weird to say, but I, I, you know, I went from being addicted to computers and like technology to liking videos and creative stuff and creating things. Um, I would like to, as said, um, still do what I love, whatever it is. Um, and I'm not living here in Belgium anymore. I live okay. somewhere else. I don't know where, um, but I don't, I don't want to continue living here after a certain period. Um, of course, the States would be nice, although that's, uh, you know, I don't want to have the American cliche, the American dream cliche. What is still a dream for you? And it may be to, to do or to be for you, but a crazy dream. Eh? I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know playing in the movie next to Will Smith or something in the Bad Boys 5 or something um, or having a date with Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> well, um, as you might notice or not, um, I really like talking in front of the camera. I'm not only the person who likes to be behind the camera, but I really like talking in front of the camera. Um, I would like to or love to become a host of some kind of show. Um, I don't know, it could be educational. Um, if you look at, for example, Jimmy Kimmel Live, or if you look at Tom Bilyeu, like being a host and, and creating something like that, um, basically it's building a media company, but by being the host, by being the person that absorbs the, 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 the information, gets it out in the right way. Um, I would love to be a host for, I don't know, something, something big like that. And what is holding um, you back to do that? Uh, well, honestly, I'm building on that. I'm still building it. Uh, okay. I'm building. That's for me the first step. Is one of the 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 the, the key stones is the, the film studio. Yeah, okay. uh, it will give me the the because this is too small to create sets and whatever. Um, but the film studio is the first step. The second step, which I have actually already built, is the co-working space. It's the community. It's this. Um, collective of people uh, instead of co-working space I have the different spaces which with which I can do a lot and I want to start using them in well I wanted to start using them in 2020 might be you know we might be postponing that for about a year but I want to start using that to build up this next dream yeah. this next step um, okay so cool now Peter I want to thank you for your time your passion and I'm very grateful <laughs> to have you as a guest now is there something that you thoughts that you want to add uh, that we did not touch in this conversation that you want to share? Um, what, what, what would that be? Um, I think I, I, it's quite random. Um, but we as Belgian people are always afraid of, of doing things, right? As, as I talked before. Um, and, and, Speaking in front of the camera is one of those things. Um, one of the things I, I always hear when I give a workshop is, I don't like myself in front of the camera. Oh, I don't look good. Ah, oh, my accent is not good. Ah, oh, blah, 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 blah. Is to try and forget um, the projection that people made of you. Like try to um, discover who you can really be. Um, and one of, the th one of the ways that I discovered uh, that is by talk, starting to learn um, to speak in front of the camera is try it. You now have to basically do it uh, because of this crisis. Just do it. Record yourself. Uh, put a video of yourself online uh, because that's how I learned to speak in front of groups. That's how I learned more than I could ever, you know, dream for. Um, 
speak in front of the camera, learning to speak in front of the camera with confidence gives you opportunities in a lot of ways. And yeah. I've discovered that and I've seen other people grow by just doing that. Um, but you have to accept yourself. I've literally accepted myself uh, for who I am. And that is the moment that I start growing uh, even more. And I'm specifically talking about Look at that. We're going to end with a very spiritual uh, (laughs) conclusion. Accept yourself, who you are. Self-love by Peter van Keer. Peter, thanks a lot for your time and your passion again. And uh, thank you so much for the invitation. And and I'm really, really curious to find out (laughs) what this post-corona thing is going to bring for you. So uh, let's keep in touch. I'm curious uh, as well. All right. Thanks a lot. eh? Bye-bye. Thank you, Peter. Bye-bye. Thank you.